0: So good morning, everyone, to a few of you, uh, good afternoon, perhaps there's a good evening, but welcome back, whatever your time of day is, really good to see you. We'll be moving directly into a guided meditation, and uh, some guidance for the um, stillness meditation of the day. And then from there, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, other areas of practice in the retreat. Take it from there. So... Uh, invite you to find a, a posture that is comfortable enough. Um, and the invitation is really um, into a posture where you can find some ease um, and times where it's more still. So for a lot of us, that'll be the sitting meditation posture. But for some of us, uh, that will be um, more of a lounging posture or lying down because of the conditions of our body right now. So um, I really appreciate the fact that the Buddha uh, taught that we could wake up in all four postures, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. So I'll talk a little bit more about the posture in a moment. But um, first, just finding your way into uh, a sense of internal presence, whether that's closing your eyes or not. And feeling into a sense of contact with the floor or with the cushion or the chair and the sensations of pressure or warmth or other sensations that tell us that there's that support of the floor and the chair. Just taking a moment to rest into that support. Maybe taking a few deeper breaths with anything you're feeling as you enter into this meditation and giving it some room. And so the posture of the body very much supports the posture of the mind when we're in meditation. And so whatever your posture is, uh, these energies of relaxation and ease combined with the sense of uprightness or alertness are very supportive. And so if we are in the seated meditation posture, from that sense of contact with the ground, um, just noticing the way that the whole experience of the bodily posture rises up from that contact. And if we're actually sitting on the floor, we can support that grounded uprightness by making sure that we have um, both knees on the floor or maybe adding a little extra um, cushion or blanket. If one knee is kind of um, up off the floor a little bit, if we're cross-legged, for example. You might wanna just take a moment early in the meditation and uh, check if there are any movements of the hips needed. And just open that space now so that it's easier to come into stillness as we continue. If we're sitting in a chair, making sure that um, the knees are not higher than the hips. And we can rock forward just a little bit in our seat, Um, basically just checking to make sure that we're not rolled back onto the bottom of the tailbone. Uh, That feels great for some of us the first five minutes, but then it doesn't support the low back and the lumbar. So we want a gentle curve in the lumbar. And whatever our posture, feeling the whole length of the spine, the aliveness. And if we're sitting up, uh, we can actually invite the back of the top of the head to lift just a little bit, which lengthens down the neck, kind of invites the chin to tuck in just a little bit. And then there's the lengthening down the neck, down the whole spine, into feeling the seat. And for any of us that have chronic postural habits of slumping, it can be helpful to just inhale the shoulders up and down the back body. Kind of just let the shoulder blades Kind of just drift down a little bit, down the back body. We can draw the hands closer into the lap. That helps us not to lean forward. You now Sometimes I'll even uh, take the fingers of my hand and just put them on the center of the chest, what I call the space of heart, and just invite that space of heart to lift a little bit um, if that feels supportive and safe enough. Sometimes that's helpful. So there's an alertness in the posture, but there's also a continuing invitation into ease, softening the layers of chronic holding through this body-mind. And so we might take a few moments as we start just to pour the attention through the body, top to bottom. It doesn't have to be a slow body scan. Some of us love the body scan practice. It's great to do that more slowly when you're practicing on your own. But now it's like a sense of just pouring the attention through the head, softening the forehead and the muscles around the eyes and down the cheeks, letting the jaw go again. And down through the throat and the neck and down the arms and just letting the arms rest, the hands rest lightly wherever you've placed them. maybe taking a few deeper breaths through the core of the body to give any tension there, holding there, a little more room. You might want to take a few breaths deep into the belly, drop the mind into the body, a little more. And then just continuing to pour the attention down through the legs, the feet, and feeling the support of the ground. Taking a moment to feel the whole field of sensations that make up this body. There is a body, right now it's in this posture. And from the wholeness field of the body, you can open up a little bit further for a moment to include in mindful attention the experience of sounds. Sounds inside the room and the dwelling that you're in, sounds outside. And just noticing each sound as it arises, lingers, passes away. Any reactions uh, in the mind to different sounds? We can use the labeling practice. Another sound appears. Oh, hearing. It's a label for what's happening. Oh, sound arising. Sound continuing. Oh, passing. And this helps us be with the direct experience of hearing, of listening, rather than getting caught up in what it is we're hearing and our views and opinions about it. So it just softens right into the experience itself. And sometimes what is being heard is actually the quiet, the silence itself, Resting with that. Some of us will choose to practice in this simple way in all of our meditations. Staying connected with the sensations of body when we can. And uh, the primary experience is mindfulness with sounds coming and going. So that's one way that we can practice with what's sometimes called a a primary object or a home base experience, because sound is always happening. So we can always pay attention. For many of us, uh, the primary object in meditation or the home base is the experience of breath in the body, because the breath is always happening. So just taking a moment, whether you meditate this way normally or just to try it on if it's new and to notice the next few breaths moving through the body. Um, The encouragement is to choose a place in the body where we can notice sensations of breath fairly easily. So that might be the belly or the upper chest. It might be the nostrils or the upper lip. For a few people, it's actually the experience of the whole body breathing. One isn't better than the other. The key here is to choose an area to pay attention to sensations of breath that we can come back to through thick and thin through all the thoughts and storytelling and emotions and other experiences that come through. As we practice here quietly, we can keep coming back to the breath in this part of the body or to the sounds if that's your home base. So as you notice the sensations of breath in the part of the body that you know, or that you've chosen. And just noticing the cycles of an experience of breath. Just like with sounds, uh, there's a rising sensations, and then there's a pause, kind of sensations of falling, a pause, And so if that mental labeling practice is helpful for you, um, you can bring that in to give the thinking mind a job because we're not othering the thinking. It's this coming together of mind and body in presence, in the present moment. That's important. So you might use rising and passing. Sometimes people use the mental label in and out. And sometimes people like to actually choose two words that encourages a helpful attitude of mind while we mindfully breathe. Uh, That might look like something like saying to ourselves peace on the inhale, ease on the exhale, or two other words that are supportive for the attitude of mind in the practice. That's fine. And then in that pause between the exhale and the inhale where it's so easy to start thinking about something else and get lost, it's a wonderful opportunity to feel the sensations in our hands. Or if you have painful um, sensations in your hands just now, you could also feel the sensations of your feet as an alternative. And so there can be this rising, falling, ah, sensations in the hands. This creates a continuity of mindful attention, And it has the dual benefit of supporting um, reactivity in our system that it can remember to move down and out through the hands or the feet. So it's actually a mindfulness of the nervous system practice as well. You don't have to make anything happen. Just remember in between cycles of breath or even of sound, just take a moment to feel the feet or the hands. so of course other things are happening as we meditate we'll notice that uh, the planning about later today starts and we can acknowledge it by name oh planning something happened uh, last week that was rather intense and we find the mind moving into the past oh remembering to just name the headline of the experience Supports a mindfulness pause so that we don't need to get so caught up in the story. Now we can come back and go, oh, is there an inhale or an exhale happening right now? What's happening in this moment? Being curious. Sometimes there'll be a body sensation that's kind of intense, pulls our attention away from the primary object, and just like, oh yeah, acknowledging it for a moment. Might be an itch or a tension or a pain. For working with mindfulness of breathing, taking a few breaths there, giving it some more space, and then coming back to your usual spot. So these qualities of curiosity, of giving things space, not othering experience. And the care with which we practice in these ways all actually support the attention to keep coming back with one thing, whether the one thing is mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of sound, or some other home base way that you practice. So enjoy. So, as we come to the close of the meditation, instead of ringing a bell, I'm going to invite you to uh, slowly and gently open your eyes if they were closed. I'm just taking a moment to take in the space in the room that you're in and the quality of the light. And then I'd actually like to invite us to look around the space that we're meditating in a little bit. Um, it's a, uh, an orient, uh, orienting practice. Just kind of look around um, Looking around using the neck and the eyes at whatever level of ability they have this morning uh, supports us to have a visual and a somatic sense of here. We're right here. So to really look around, um, including behind you, even if you know what's behind you, be curious what's behind you. You know, and including the ceiling and the floor. Just helping ourselves arrive a little more fully here. Getting a sense of uh, a blessing and friendliness in the space we're in. Landing our eyes on the exit to the room that we're in. Sometimes that supports a a sense of connection and a little more safety from the inside. Ah, there's an exit just in case. Nervous system likes to know where the exit is. And then maybe just landing your gaze on something in the room or a view out the window um, that feels pleasant to you. You know, your favorite color or a nice view, something you like in the room. And just land the gaze there and take a few breaths. It's an external resource. So thank you for your practice. Just want to acknowledge the influences on that last practice, that orienting, looking around comes from the um, mindfulness of the nervous system, psychotherapy modality of somatic experiencing. And then I've woven that practice together with some of the principles in the first foundation of mindfulness from the Buddha, which is the body. I also wanted to acknowledge that we've been doing some bowing already in retreat. Um, For me, bowing expresses appreciation for myself, uh, for who I'm practicing with, and for the practice itself. Um, But if that's not resonant for you, something else I like to do sometimes at the end of meditations or when I'm relating with people in communities is just put a hand on the heart. That's an alternative. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.